Thank you again for joining us for Journeys in Grace. Hi, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we're definitely glad that you have joined us as we take another walk in our journey. We study the Word of God and look for enlightenment through the Word and by the Word in the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to study about the mystery of godliness. The mystery of godliness. And we're going to start out as we begin to talk about how did God expressed himself to us in the, in the earth. In the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy excuse me, uh, chapter 6, verse 4, we're going to hear uh, as God began to talk to his people. We know that when he appeared unto Moses and Moses began to ask him over in uh, the book of Exodus, uh, I believe around chapter, uh, chapter 3 when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush. And he said, who, Lord, shall I tell that sent me? He said, tell them I am that I am. And this is the same title that Jesus spoke of uh, as he spoke, as when they asked him who he was, he said, I am. And the Jews immediately recognized that this was a title that God had, had spoken to Moses and which and Christ also claimed the same for himself. And this is why they chose and decided they were going to stone him. And he asked him, saying, uh, and they asked him, rather, uh, he, Jesus asked them, why are you stoning me? And he said, for good works, we don't stone you. But it's the fact that you claim to be God, to be equal. Because Jesus said, I and my Father are one. So here in the book of Deuteronomy, I'm going to start reading the third verse, as I always do, tell you one verse and go one back. Hebrews 6 and 3. It says, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily. As the Lord our God, as the Lord, God of thy fathers has promised thee in the land that flows with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. The Lord our God is one God. And yet, as we begin to study and to uh, seek out and to, and to find and, and, and study about God and study the scriptures, we understand that God is not only God the Father, but he's also God uh, the Son and God the Holy Spirit. One God expressed in, in three person. He's the same God. And as we study, study again the word of God and we go through the scriptures, we'll see how God expressed himself. And, and some scriptures, some things you have to study out for yourselves. But if you just begin to read in the book of uh, Genesis, as the Bible says in, uh, in, in the first chapter of, of Genesis, the scripture says that uh, he, as Jesus, God began to speak to the Holy Spirit and, through, and to his son, he said, uh, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And as I've read earlier and, and said earlier, God is expressed as three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy, Holy Spirit. And in the same way, God has also uh, expressed himself to man. And we'll talk about that later. But um, man is also three parts. He, we have spirit, soul, and body. Same man. All of us have a spirit. And we know that when the spirit leaves the body, the body falls to the ground. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotion. And so many people call that the heart. But the soulish part of us, which is our mind, what we think, our will, and our emotion, all these make up the soul, soulish part of man. That which, for the believer, is being renewed day by day. But the spirit that God has given us, the scripture says that old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. When, you look, when we look into the mirror... You know, when you get saved and you become a new, new believer and you look in the mirror, you have the same face, the same features. You'll be weighing the same weight. You know, you may feel better and have a, a glow about yourself. However, you'll still look the same because that outer man does not change, which is the body. 
But the inner man, as uh, the book of Corinthians says, old things are passed away. That old man is no longer there. He's moved out. And the new spirit has God put within us when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. And that new man, as the scripture says, is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That spirit of, of, uh, that God puts within us is, is, has been sealed by the Holy Spirit, never to be stained by uh, uh, the sins and, the, and, and all the things that we go through in life. The spirit that you have, that you receive, when you get saved, that's the same spirit you're going to have when you get to heaven. Because God does not create a sinful spirit when he creates the new man. And but what we have to contend with is that soulless man, which has the memories of what we did in the, in the uh, in in our flesh, the memories of what we did in the old days, and that's why this Bible tells us to renew our mind. And if you read the book of Romans, uh, uh, Romans twelve one and two, Paul begins to say, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, with your reasonable service." And then he says. And be not conformed to this world, verse 2, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we are transformed. That soulless part of us, the mind, will, and emotion is transformed by us reading the word of God, taking it, taking it in, meditating on it, and let it, letting the word of God wash us and transform us. And we are changed and we are transformed by the grace of God as the grace of God moves through the word and transforms us. As uh, we know in the springtime when a caterpillar is transformed from uh, uh, what looks like a worm into a beautiful butterfly. The transformation for the believer is what happens in our soulish man. Uh, we, are, we become mature. We, we grow from a babe uh, needing milk to a mature Christian being able to eat meat. But again, the soulless man, he's, he's complete in God because the same spirit that you have within you now is the same spirit you're going to have when you get to heaven. Okay, so let's read on now. We go to talk a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. This is found in the book of John. We're going to start reading as John 14 and verse number 16. John 14, verse number 16. And we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We know that the um, first time we hear about the Holy Spirit is in, uh, again, you can write these scriptures down, Genesis 1, and it talks about how that when God began to separate the, uh, the, the, the earth from the waters, it says the Holy Spirit hovered and it separated the, the land from the waters, meaning that it was the Holy Spirit's action when God spoke, when the words were spoken. And the manifestation of what the word did was, was uh, accomplished through the Holy Spirit. So here we're going to read now as Jesus began to talk about, I'm getting, to, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm getting ready to make my journey back to heaven. I'm not going to stay with you. I won't be in this world forever, but I'm going to leave you a comforter. comforter. I won't leave you comfortless. So here in the book of uh, St. John, chapter 14, we're going to start reading at uh, verse number 16. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, St. John 14. I was, I was turning, reading, reading six, uh, Matthew 14 and verse number 16. And it reads, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world sees me no more. But you see me because I live, you shall live also. And at, at that day, he shall know that I am in the Father, you are in me, 
and I am in you. He that hath my commandments and keep them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. All right, I think I went a little further than what I wanted to read, uh, 16 through 17. Go back and read it again. He said that, uh, and again, that 16th verse, he says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. That's verse 16. 17 says, even the spirit of truth, meaning the Holy Spirit will always speak the truth concerning Christ and of the word of God. He's not going to deviate from what uh, uh, Jesus has spoken and what's written in the word. So many times we'll hear people talking about, I heard the spirit told me to do this and the spirit told me to do that. But that's why we have to try the spirit by the word, because there are many spirits that speak in the earth. You know, you got, you got the, the, the evil spirits that, that are in the world that, that, that that's come to people's minds. And, you know, many times we hear uh, the mass murderer say, I heard a voice. And so I did thus and so. And or you hear people say, well, you know what? I, at that time, I just heard something tell me. You know, we have our, our spirit, uh, uh, the evil spirits of, of, of the evil one. And then we have the Holy Spirit. So we have to discern and, ha and, ha and, and move with discretion to know who is speaking to us. And again, the Holy Spirit is going to always uh, uh, comply to what Jesus has spoken. Always the Holy Spirit is going to comply to what's written in the word. And when anything is speaking to you that goes contrary to the word of God, it's not the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's read, read again for chapter, uh, verse 14, chapter 14, verse 16. He says, I pray the Father and he will give you, he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit doesn't just come and go. Jesus promised that he will be with us forever. Good times, bad times, it doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit is going to be with us forever, forever, forever. All right? He says, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. All right? So that's the Holy Spirit. He's with us. He keeps us. He speaks to us. And he's there for us. Okay? The Holy Spirit is in us. He is the one that speaks to us. That speaks to our spirit. And he is the one that, that uh, will lead and guide us into all truth. Now let's go a little further. Let's go to uh, St. John's same chapter. Chapter 16. And read more about the Comforter. Chapter 16. Uh, verse 13, and it reads, How be it, when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive a mind and show it unto you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He is sent to, uh, to, to speak of that which he hears, that which he hears, that, that Christ has is, 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 is spoken unto him. He speaks truth, and he does not speak of himself. That's what uh, another dimension of God, because God is with us. He doesn't, Jesus promised, I'll never leave you. So God, uh, uh, so the spirit of God dwells in every believer. He dwells within us. But it's up to us to uh, learn the word, uh, meditate on the word, so that when we hear speaking, Spirit speaking to us, we have a discretion to know what, who and what is speaking to us. Okay?
So now let's go to Matthew, the third chapter, and we're going to read how the uh, uh, place to where the Holy Spirit manifested himself physically, or rather uh, symbolically, when he came to Christ. Again, this is uh, when Jesus was, at, was getting baptized, we see a, 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 uh, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is verse number 16. And it reads, uh, and again, just to set this up and in context, Jesus, John the Baptist was baptizing in the River Jordan. And Jesus, now as he begins to start his ministry, he knew that it was, it was uh, in his purpose to be baptized. And he came. And John, when John saw him, if you read it in, in, in another gospel, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, who comes to take away the sins of the world. But here in Matthew, the, sixth, the third chapter and the uh, 13th verse, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John, to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and you come to me. Jesus said unto him, Suffer to be so. For thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And when Jesus was baptized, and went up, and went up straightway out of the water, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. But again, going back to uh, the 16th verse and the last stanza of that verse, it says, it was, it, it was, He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. That was the Holy Spirit. He was, he was in the form. The Holy Spirit is not a dove, but he was in a form of a dove. And he settled upon Jesus, signifying that, that you are being empowered with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that dwells within us. If you go and read the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, it says that, uh, that if we are born of God, the same Spirit that, that, that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth also in us. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells also in us. The same spirit, I'm going to say it again, that raised up Jesus from the dead, that powerful spirit, the spirit of God that got him up out of the grave and broke all, and, 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 and while he was in hell, the Bible said he stripped Satan. He took everything that he had taken from Adam and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. He took the sting of death. He took victory from, from the grave. And when he rose up, he came with all power in his hand. Everything that Adam had given up, Jesus took it back from Satan. But he did this through the power of the Holy Spirit. That same spirit. And that's why we should never fear the enemy. Satan will bring all types of fear. Fear of the, your past. Of what things you used to do and, what's, and, and, and all the, the things that come with that. Things of what's going to happen tomorrow. Of, of the future. You know, things of uh, fear of what's going on now, whether it's sickness in your body or uh, thoughts in your mind or loss of uh, financial worries or what's going on with your children or in your, uh, any relationship with his friends or families or, or spouse. Satan is a master of fear. But Jesus says unto the believer, fear not. Fear not. But the Holy Spirit has come. That same power. That Jesus spoke of. He said, after that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, you shall receive power. This is Acts first chapter. 
you shall receive power after that. The Holy Spirit has come upon you. And let's read that. Let's get let's, let's, let's get that. I think I believe that's in the book of Acts. Uh, first chapter. First verse, uh, first chapter 8, Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit is come upon you. And you shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So basically what Jesus was saying was, wait till you have the power. And as I said earlier, you don't have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So all believers, as uh, the book of Romans says, he that has not the Spirit of God is none of his. So in other words, when you get saved and become a believer, you have the Holy Spirit is imparted to you. But when you are baptized with the Spirit, you are with the Holy Spirit, you have the power. You are then endued, endowed with power. So you can speak the word and it is accomplished. You can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can, you can uh, uh, raise the dead. You, you, the giftings of God comes with the Holy Spirit, and as you as you read them, and 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 uh, as you read Ephesians four and twelve, you read about those holy those those power those uh, uh, the the uh, um, many would call them the governmental gifts of, of apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, and evangelist. Those spirit those uh, those uh, those gifts that God has given to the church, they they should be. They should be operated with the Holy Ghost. When, when any of those uh, gifts that speak, when you speak with the power of the Holy Ghost, deliverance come, healings come, words of knowledge come, prophetic uh, words come. All of these gifts that speak, what, are, oh, what, are, what, what power can be accomplished? What, what great miracles, signs, and wonders can be accomplished when they are operated within the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. And you can find these in the book of uh, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, around the 12th verse. But again, as we go on further, all of these things that I'm talking about now, they are given to the New Testament believer and, and should be operated. But again, some people say, well, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is not taught in my church. Uh, some denominations don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. They say it died out with the apostles, that when the apostles died, the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit is no longer, is not for us today. But I want to tell you, the scripture says, uh, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. If ever the body of Christ needed the move of the Holy Spirit, it is now. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Apostle Paul said in uh, the book of Corinthians, in the first and second chapter, as he began to speak about his time coming, he said, you know, he said the Holy Spirit, but we must move with power. When they begin to question Paul and about his authority and being an apostle, Paul said, I don't want to speak to no one unless you, unless you have the demonstration of power in your life. So in other words, if you can't demonstrate what you're talking about, because that's what the apostles did, they healed the sick. Uh, 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 Paul and, uh, I'm sorry, Peter and at, at the gate called Beautiful, when they, they spoke to the uh, man that was lame and, and spoke and said, uh, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Uh, I command thee, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And that's what he did. Paul, when the young man fell out of the window and broke and, and, and died, he went down, prayed for him. He rose up. He rose up. And many other miracles uh, were, were shown to where when the, when, when, when the saints of God, when they begin to pray in the spirit, when the apostle 
uh, Peter was was in the uh, now for earlier I was that was Peter that uh, uh, prayed at the man with the, at the gate called Beautiful, but uh, also in the Book of Acts when Peter was was locked in jail, and the saints prayed all night, and the angel came and let him out of prison. It was the power of God that uh, the angel woke him up, took the chains off of him, and he walked out of the prison through the gate when he was surrounded by guards. All of these things happen when people pray in the spirit, when they pray in tongues, when they speak the words, those beautiful words. The Bible said when we pray in the spirit, we pray uh, uh, mysteries. But we all should know God will give you interpretation. He will speak to you and give you interpretation of what you pray in tongues. But don't be afraid. We don't have to speak in tongues. You get to speak in tongues. You get the opportunity to speak it, to, to have this gift of tongues that you pray in the spirit where God can give you interpretation. And, but you don't have to wait for interpretation. You just have to know by faith that what I've spoken, God will reveal to me. And he will show you things to come. Things that you, by the natural man, you couldn't, you couldn't dare figure it out. From the simplest things of telling you uh, which job to take, that to uh to 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 telling you you know uh, uh that this this is not the right house to buy or whatever the case may be, when we commit things into the hand of God and ask Him to lead and guide us and show us the way, that's why the Scripture says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come, because He's there working with us when we allow Him and allow Him to move through us and in us. Uh, and, and, and allow God to speak to us. But we have to have an ear. That's why Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church. He said another place, My sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Meaning that he's going to speak to us, but for us to hear, we got to be in tune. In tune with him. And the way to be in tune is to take the time out to, for prayer, meditation, and is hearing what the Lord is saying to us and through his spirit. There are times God may speak to you with an audible voice. Many times he speaks to the, to the inner man and you have a knowing of what you will do. And you, without, without a shadow of a doubt, God will, he will, he will let you know. You, just, you don't know, you may not know, you have a question in your mind about what should I do about this situation. And you begin to pray. And I'll, I'll, I'll use myself. Many things I prayed about. And so, Lord, what should I do? I don't just sit there and worry about it. I pray. I pray in, and pray in tongues many times and just leave and say, Father, I put this in your hand. I trust you that as the, as the scripture has said, that uh, if any man lack wisdom, that an acts of God, that give his liberty and upbraid is not. So in other words, God says, I'll give it to you freely. I'm not going to hold this knowledge back from you as being my son. And many times when I've listened, he, he will guide me and lead me on things that I should do. Okay? So just wrapping this up, uh, talking about who God is. Again, God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's revealed himself. And Jesus, when he took on that body, just think about what, what, what Jesus did. He left heaven and took on a frail body of a man. And, and just to think about being the almighty God. For his, for, and, and, and now he's still in that same body. He's, he's in the heaven. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And many people, you know, many will tell you what they've seen and saw. I believe there's so much more about the next life that the Bible says, I have not seen, 
nor ear heard neither into the heart of man the good thing God had prepared for them that love him. And he will reveal things to us. But I believe this heaven is going to be a blast. But I don't believe that's what God wants to be concentrated on. Jesus told us to occupy till I come. He wants us to take back everything that Satan has stolen. Take back everything, every, every position that Satan has, has, has decided he's going to occupy. Some of us need to take back our neighborhoods. Some of us need to take back our families. Others of us, you know, you've had businesses that, that uh, you've lost or uh, 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 the pandemic has taken away from you. We have the power in God to go back and occupy and say, you know, Lord, this thing was taken about away from me. I believe that you led me to start this business or the, you led me to uh, whatever situation you've been praying about this job, Lord. God's got a better job. God's got a better business. But you, the Bible scripture says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take the violent take it by force. So what's he saying? He's saying there are blessings that God has for us, but the blessings of God will not be possessed passively. You have to speak to yonder's mountain. Which says in Mark eleven twenty three. If you will speak to young the mountain, be, be thou removed and be thou cast to the, into the sea, and shall not done, uh, doubt in your heart, it shall be done. But you got to have, we have to have the, uh, 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 take the position of, I'm an owner. And Satan, you are, you have taken something that belongs to me. You are trespassing on the blessings of God that God has placed in my life, and I refuse to give them up. I refuse to give up my uh, health. I refuse to give up the blessing God has given to me. I refuse to give up my family. I refuse to give up uh, the job that you gave to me. Father, I trust you. And when we do these things, speaking by the unction of the Holy Spirit, you'll see God move wonderfully in your life. So let me move on uh, uh, speedily here and go to uh, Colossians. Um, uh, let's go to Hebrews first. Hebrews, the first chapter. And we're going to read uh, Verses 1 through 3. And again, I'm about to hurry along now because we're getting close to uh, uh, the end time. But Hebrews, first chapter, we're going to read in the first verse. Again, reading about God and, and his revelation of God being, revelation, being revealed to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hebrews, first chapter, first verse. God, who has sundry times, believe that many times, diverse times, in diverse manners, in diverse manners, spoke to us in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Gee, I say it again. Gee, when Jesus came back, he took all things from the enemy. And he just didn't hold them for himself, but they are prepared for us. That's why we said in the scriptures that he has given us all things that pertain unto life and God, godliness. First Peter 1 and 3. All things as he uh, 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 held and reserved for us. That we'll just walk by faith. Everything. The blessings of God for the believer is yes and amen. If you can find it by grace, it's yours. Then he says, He whom he is appointed heir of all things, by whom also he has made the worlds. Who being, he's talking about Jesus, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. That's who Jesus said he was. He said, I and my father are one. When, Peter, when um, uh, Philip actually said, show us the father Jesus. We want to see him. Jesus told him, said, Peter, how long have I been with you? And you don't know me? But here in Hebrews uh, 3, it says, who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, upholding all things, how? 
by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged all our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now let's go to Colossians, third chapter, first chapter rather, and the 15th verse. Colossians 1 and, and first chapter, verse number 15. And, it's, and it reads, uh, I'm going to read 14 for, uh, first. Let's try 13. Colossians 1, 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness. We know that's Jesus. And translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. How could God do this? Because Christ died for us. In whom we have redemption through his blood. <clears throat> even the forgiveness of sin. This happened because God sent his son. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. Who is whom? Who, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. The firstborn of every creature. And if I finally wrap up the talk today, we're going to read in uh, 1 Timothy 3.16. 1 Timothy 3.16. And it says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. You'll see all of this in uh, the book of John, the latter part of the book of John, and then if you read again in the first part of, uh, chapter of Acts, you'll see how that as Christ was manifested in the, in the flesh, came as a child, lived as a man, justified in the spirit, he fulfilled all of the law, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and he rose up into glory. And when, when Jesus went up into the heavens, the angels spoke to the disciples and said, Why you sit, see, why stand you here gazing into the heavens? This Christ, whom you seen leaving, this, and this, I'm putting in my words, this Jesus who you saw leave, going to return in the same manner. And I say to all who listen to me today, Christ, the hope of glory, either lives in us as a believer or desires to live in us and to all for all of us to have and live victorious. Why not today? Why not today? Let us pray. Father, I just thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day we're able to see. We pray for all who don't know you and they will repeat up to me, Father, forgive me of my sins. I come to you, Lord, receiving you as Lord and as Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising from the grave. And today you sit in the majesty on high. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me into the family of God. I pray that you would go to a Bible-believing church. I pray that today you would ask God, not only do you begin to search the scriptures, but that you also will ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you may walk in the power and the authority of God. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.